0: in and drive!
1: Welcome to Red, White and Blue Jays, the podcast home of Blue Jays Fans UK. A group connecting Blue Jays fans around the UK and beyond and telling their story. And now here's the host of Red, White and Blue Jays, Steve Hunter.
0: Hey Blue Jays fans. Uh, Great to have you again with us today for episode number three of Red, White and Blue Jays, uh, the podcast where we get to chat to Blue Jays fans from around the UK, from Canada and quite frankly from any other part of the world if you want to get in touch. As I've said in previous episodes, I've had the pleasure of connecting with so many Jays fans over the years, Uh, heard some brilliant stories of your memories and experiences of watching this amazing baseball team. And if you would love to give a little bit of time one evening where we can chat about his memories, please do get in touch with me. Uh, All the contact details will be at the end of this episode. Just like to say, as the podcast becomes more and more available, you should now find us on all the main streaming platforms. Uh, We're already registered on Apple, uh, Spotify, Google, and uh, some other streaming platforms. So hopefully one of those will serve you well. So today I have the real joy of welcoming our guest, David. Uh, David, thank you so much for spending the time to catch
2: up with me. No worries. Uh, Yeah, really pleased to be on. So, yeah, thanks for having me.
0: No, it's fantastic. I've known a little bit about you. I remember your Twitter handle initially coming through Brit, which caught my eye. And uh, I think we've had a sort of few conversations over the years, but just before we get really into the sort of Blue Jay stuff, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you in the country? What do you do? What does what does life look like for you at the moment?
2: Yeah, so uh, my name's David. As you just said, uh, I live in uh, Lincoln, up in Lincolnshire, where um, lots of people don't know where that is. It's kind of in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I work in marketing for a for a charity and fully work from home. Um, as as a lot of people are these days. So um but yeah in my spare time I love to watch sports. Mm. Um spend time with my fiance Rachel. We're getting married next year. So that's currently uh, dominating a lot of a lot of our thinking. Yeah. So that's exciting. Um so yeah, big, big Blue Jays fan, big Everton fan as well, which uh so <laughs> one of okay. my teams have been doing a bit better than the other <laughs> at the moment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> at least you've got the same shirt and jersey colours so that that that's, that's a nice
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> nicely so how does somebody from lincoln become a toffee what what's the story there
2: i i don't know really um i just always have been an everton fan since i was about 4 or 5 i think um i think i've always just liked to be a bit different and you know back in the day it was you know everyone was man united fans cuz we're mm. talking mid 90s um And yeah, I think I just like the colour blue. So I thought I'll go for Everton and and what a terrible decision that turned out to be. But (laughs) i have stuck with them.
0: Well, I'm going to totally offend you now. Uh, For those uh, who are listening in, you won't see that I'm actually holding up to David, uh, a toy uh, LFC mascot that I've got here. So I'm sure we're going to have some uh, some great debates uh, across the footballing divide in uh, Liverpool. Uh, so do you get up to see Everton play much?
2: Taller? Yeah, 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 pre-pandemic, definitely. I was actually at the last home game before sure. the first lockdown hit. Um, so, yeah, unusual times get over sort of four or five times a season. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, not actually been back since since the pandemic. Um, sure. But, yeah, usually, usually I'm there, you know, whenever I can. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Just, I, I love being there and the atmosphere, it's uh you know, when we're winning, it, it's great. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it can yeah, get yeah. a little bit, a little bit moody when uh, when things aren't going so well. But um, but yeah, it's it, it's great. And yeah, have like I said, I've supported them since about four or five, so I'm I'm in too deep now. There's there's no going back.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember. Um, obviously, I'm a little bit older than you, but uh, I remember through uh, the '80s, great rivalry between Everton and Liverpool, and uh, the exciting uh seasons that we had around uh that that time uh if i remember rightly it's 85 was the liverpool everton cup final and when we uh took my kids my son who was about five or six at the time uh was desperate to get himself a liverpool kit and so we uh we, we we got him one uh actually in chester i think we we got it at the liverpool shop in chester and then we did our sort of pilgrimage up to up to liverpool and he was desperate to obviously go to anfield but he was also slightly intrigued to go to goodison which it was uh, you know I, I'm not sure I how I felt about that. Anyway, we 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 did go into the Goodison shop. That's as, that's as mm. much as I could tolerate. Yeah. Uh, but he went in his full Liverpool kit, and I'm just uh, this is so embarrassing. But, uh, there he was, dressed in his red, and uh, walking around the Everton shop. So um, yeah. yeah, the thing a- is,
2: in Liverpool, there's there's so many families that are both red and blue. Yeah. It's it's yeah. a lot more. You know, it, online things can get a little bit yeah. a little bit tasty, but yeah, actual it, when you're in Liverpool, it's it's a lot more. Yeah sort of intermingled and, uh, yeah. and yeah everyone seems to get along yeah. mostly <laughs>
0: yeah but of course Jamie Carragher famously you know he grew up a blue didn't he and yeah. and then obviously switched over sides and and played for Liverpool all his career yeah
2: yeah there's been a few like that over the years um yeah but <laughs> there we are yeah what what can you do <laughs>
0: and just just tiling off on on this sort of connection between Liverpool and Everton uh how are you feeling about Rafa being in charge was that was that a hard pill to swallow or uh a- the pavilions um, excited about the prospect <laughs> of having him in charge
2: no i think there was a lot of a lot of people were were quite upset about it cuz um yeah mm-hmm. we, we've got long memories and and Rafa made a, a comment back in the day about everton being a a small club which uh, okay. there was some sort of hasty pr when he signed for us to sort of explain what what he meant by that yeah. um but yeah i wasn't too bothered you know it's you know i i tried to sort of not take things too seriously sure. um, when it comes to sport um so yeah giving him a chance and he started yeah. off really well and things have yep. gone a little bit a little bit south the past few weeks but hopefully we can we can pick it it's back
0: bigger, up yeah does he still live on the Wirral I, I know he had a, a home up there didn't he that uh,
2: yeah I, I think yeah, so yeah I, he's, I think he, he's still local so um yeah I think that was a big draw for him um sure. you know <laughs> join the team down the road um so yeah we'll we'll see how he does see how it goes. you know Jory's a bit out at the moment, but we'll see.
0: Excellent. Well, it's always good to have a little bit of football chat just to get things going. But of course, we're here to talk about our shared love of the Blue Jays. So give me a little bit of your story of where all things Blue Jays kicked in for you.
2: Yeah. So it started for me back in 2007, which um, feels like a lifetime ago now. But um, I guess, like a lot of people um, who support a baseball team from from the UK. It started with a holiday. So we went on a family holiday. Uh we started off in Toronto uh, and then we were traveling around Ontario and Quebec for for two weeks. Um, and when we were looking at things to do, um, one of the things that came up as a recommendation was was taking in a Blue Jays game um and me being a sort of sports mad uh 17 year old as I was then uh giving away my age a bit there mm. um, but I was I was mad keen on on that you know as, as soon as I heard about it, I was like yeah let's let's do that and um, I sort of knew a little bit about baseball I'd had a um a Game Boy Advance game right. <laughs> back in the day uh, I think it was called High Heat Major League Baseball uh and so I'd played on that so I sort of knew you know roughly the rules i knew the difference between like a ball and a strike i knew a few of the different pitch types etc and so yeah that that was sort of my my base knowledge of of baseball came from this this game boy game um but yeah we we got tickets it was it was in the august of 2007 it was the jays against the texas rangers um so yeah yeah (laughs) yeah a bit of a rival rivalry these days but um yeah it wasn't wasn't too tasty not as not as tasty as some of the more recent yeah. meetings um back sure. then um but yeah obviously 2007 we're talking sort of vernon wells alex yep. rios that kind of that kind of era um and yeah we we saw a great game it was it was 4-1 to the blue jays um and yeah I just loved I just loved everything about it you know the whole experience of just being at the ballpark and just Mm. everything that goes with that you know the the seventh inning stretch you know I remember being sort of mesmerized like what is what is happening but just just loving everything about it you know the snacks uh going to the J store getting some gear yeah um, and just the whole atmosphere you know I'm a a, like I'm a big sports fan and you know I'd been to a few sort of cricket games by that point and it sort of reminded me a little bit of of that, but mm. obviously quite different as well. But the the same kind of vibe. And yeah, I just I just loved the whole experience. And and like I said, that was at the start of a two week holiday. And um, we were sort of traveling around and um sort of lot lots of evenings we were getting back to the hotel. There'd be a, a Jays game on. So I just got mm. a bit addicted during those two weeks. I was just watching like all the games and just getting really into it um so that's where it all started really um yeah. but then obviously like all sort of holiday romances you sort of come home and you feel <laughs> a bit lost because like you had this really intense sort of two weeks of just getting really into something and then yeah you know it was it was all over and like like you know you know there wasn't wasn't much coverage on the tv nothing nothing in the press over here about baseball you know try talking mm-hmm. to your friends about it they think you're Ooh. a lunatic <laughs> they, they, they think it's just rounders um yeah so it was it was difficult but like I say, I was 17 at the time so the year after I went away to uni and then okay. my sort of body clock naturally <laughs> aligned a little bit with with Canadian time uh, with Eastern Time, certainly, and um, that made it a lot easier to keep up because, yeah. you know, blew some of the student loan on a, on an MLB TV subscription, staying wow. up, watching the games.
0: <laughs> just thinking, the MLB TV, I was just trying to think, remember when they first started doing that. So, so even 2010, it was around, was it? But, uh, yeah,
2: yeah, certainly I remember getting it in, in 2010 because, um, yeah, this was like peak Batista era. Mm. So that's kind yeah, of, of, of what really sort of drew me back in and got me into being a sort of real you know what I would say as a proper fan um you know seeing seeing Jose's journey sort of and that was you know Mm. 2010-2011 those were his two big years weren't they Mm. with the the major league lead in home runs so I think he was he was the one who really like sparked my imagination and and really sort of got me properly into it and and yeah you know being able to watch watch a lot of the games when I was at uni just just got got right into it Re- remembered those memories from 2007 going to the first game yeah um and yeah just just drew me back in and, and just got got really into it from there and I, yeah, would so say from there just haven't looked back to it yeah. I haven't so, looked back really
0: so during your university years did you manage to get any of your um, flatmates or course buddies into baseball or did they think you were completely mad
2: <laughs> yeah not 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 really, no it was it was very much uh you know been to the been to the pub of an evening and yeah. you know got got back lying in bed, get the laptop on and and watch the game um and sort of go to sleep with the game on most of the time yeah. um it was just and it was just great, you know, just hearing sort of pat and book just you know. <laughs> their sort of soothing voices sending me to sleep most nights it was just yeah, yeah. it felt like you were just connected and uh just felt like you're part of it and mm. and like I say it's, it's gone from there um I was lucky enough to to get a, a trip back in 2012 um okay so that was that was kind of when it when it really sort of you know drew me drew me right back in as well because um yeah it was sort of in those years after uni I was sort of not really doing much you know of, sure. of any sort of worth but I'd managed to get a job and saved a bit of money up and uh so i just had this idea i was like i just i just want get to over get back over there you know i just want to go and see some games and uh and so yeah i booked this trip and i'll take you back to sort of 2012 the start of that season there was a lot of optimism around as you can probably remember and mm. um, you know it, the pieces seemed to be sort of coming together that like we could have a bit of a, a, a run at the playoffs you know like i said Jose Bautista was was on fire. We had sort of Edwin, yep, and there was Brett Laurie, who you know was a lot was yep. thought of at the time as well. um we, great, we, seemed together, yeah, we seemed to be putting together yeah seemed to be putting together a decent starting rotation as well. um so I thought oh and on the New jerseys came in as well I, was like, I think that kind of added to the hype as well um, yep. going back to the, back to blue. everyone was really excited about that, and mm. it just seemed like the stars were aligning you know we could have a bit of a bit of a playoff tilt this year so I thought right I'm going to get back over there September September sort of time I was like right we'll be we'll be gunning for the playoffs it'll be absolutely electric um unfortunately that wasn't really the case as you can remember 2012 was was not a great year there was there were so many injuries um Jose had gone down in in July I think and been, been ruled out for the season uh we had sort of multiple Tommy John surgeries and the pitching staff. We yeah. we sort of struggled to put together any kind of any kind of form. Um so we were we were well out of it by the time my trip was going around in September, but you know, I was still dead excited. I've got five games booked over five days, sort of whistle wow. stop. Yeah, yeah whistle stop tour literally flew in on the Friday night um to catch the game. That that night and then a, a, a game every day for five days and then flying back again. Um so it, it was on my own as well, I'd never never traveled on my own like oh, alone really? okay. to the other side of the world. So it was it was it was kind of a bit mad and, and people did definitely think I was mad at that point. Yeah, yeah. um flying to Canada on my own to go watch baseball. People just couldn't really get the head around that, but but yeah, I was I was so excited mm-hmm. and, and it was a great trip despite um some unfortunate results. <laughs>
0: well i i I remember when um i took my family in terms of my kids in 2013 so it's just slightly Mm. after your my first trip was back in 94 but uh in terms of my children's experience of going to the jays it was in 2013 and that was when Dickie had just signed and and, and so on Mm. and again lots of anticipation of you know great baseball in 2013 was a complete washout um (laughs) and uh yeah it's, it's that excitement of being there isn't it and You know, Mm. the anticipation, and I think particularly for for those of us based here in the UK, you know, it's the whole, you go to a different continent, it's a whole different culture. It's a game that, you know, is here but isn't largely here in terms of mainstream media coverage. And so you've got all this anticipation, the excitement of going, and then they lose. Um, (laughs) Which, you know, I I was frustrated for the kids because they didn't get to see the Jays win but just i think like you've reflected just the whole experience of being in the ballpark um the you know we and we got in really early doors on that occasion trying to get some foul balls and bits and pieces during during batting practice and and stuff and so uh, they they were loving it they were just lapping the whole thing up um i remember standing over the uh, base uh, right field baseline and um a lot of balls were dropping down into the bullpen and uh, i remember mm. my my daughter who was that point about seven just screaming at the top of her voice to the guys who were right (laughs) down in the bottom to try and throw her a ball and um and there was loads of us i mean we weren't the only ones there There was loads of people doing the same thing and uh, yeah so i think it's those sort of things that you know particularly for those of us from here that those those are all part of the memory of going to see yeah see, see the jays play and 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 as you say, so so w- when you went to, on your little five game run, did, mm. were you sitting in the same place in the ballpark? Did you try different no. different sections out?
2: Yeah, yeah. So the first the first game, um, I was sort of flying in. I literally, I can't remember what time I got up in the morning. I must have got up about six o'clock in the morning, at UK time, mm. um, to get a train down to London, to get a flight to Toronto, and then bus into into the city. Uh, literally i think i got to my hotel about half past five in the evening um so i literally had to get in dump my bags straight back out down to Rogers center um and because i was a little bit unsure on how the timings would work out i just got a cheap ticket for that night so i was up in the 500 level um but i was right behind home plate and i actually i actually loved sitting there um because you could sort of even though you're sort of right up in the gods in the, in the mm-hmm. nosebleed seats as they call them um you could because I was right behind home plate. You could literally see when mm. the ball was hitting home plate or not. So you could sort of tell if the umpire had made a bad call as well. Like sure. so, I just, I just really loved that. And then it was Brandon Morrow pitching that, that okay. first night, and he was he was fantastic that season. I don't yeah. remember he was he was yeah, in, he I got like injured more. for about two months, but I think he got like three complete game shutouts that season mm. or something like that. Um And yeah, he was he was a bit of a favorite of mine. And so. He, being able mm-hmm. to sort of sit in that seat and watch him pitch and see what he was doing with the ball. It was, it was just mesmerizing. And, uh, and yeah, so I actually really loved that. I loved sitting there and I, I kind of wish I'd sat there for the whole trip. So the the second I sort of, so that was a Friday night and then the two games over the weekend, uh, were both sort of afternoon games. Um, and I was in the 200 level, um, sort of first base side, um, but it was absolutely blisteringly hot so right. I got so I got so hot sitting there that I ended up uh, moving around to like the outfield seats to get some shade basically so mm. I felt a bit disconnected from it over there Um so it wasn't wasn't massively a fan of those and then for my last two games um, I treated myself to sort of right behind home plate and right. um, sort of about 10 rows back, I think it was. Um so that was that was great. Obviously felt really sort of involved there you could see what, what was going on in the dugouts yeah. and and all that. So that that was really cool. Um yeah. but yeah, I'd say I I kind of think that the seat I had in the 500 level was my favorite, to be honest.
0: Yeah. So is that is that if you uh if somebody's coming up to you and said, Okay, where would you sit in the ballpark? Where's it gonna be the best place to experience a game? You'd be happy to to put them up there in the in the gods.
2: <laughs> yeah, I would. And you get like obviously you get such a great overview of it as well. Um and yeah, just I'd I'd say obviously if if you can get right behind home plate, obviously if you if you're sort of rounds around round the side, it might not be quite the same. But mm. but yeah, that was a that was a great place to sit, and that was actually a great game that that Friday night. That was the only game we won of the trip, um, and it was like I say, night game. The roof was open, so obviously CN Tower all lit up. That it just looked stunning as well. Yeah, um, and yeah, like I say, it was a really it was a really tight game. We won two one um there was solo home runs from edwin and uh, moises sierra I remember oh, him oh my goodness yes. <laughs> yeah yes, so, yes, yeah so yeah that's kind of how injury ravaged we were he was he was starting every day in in center field for us, i think at the time um but yeah the the game actually ended on a on a throw to home plate by sierra right um we were two one up um top of the ninth they had a guy in second um it might have been bj Upton, i can't remember he was against the um, tampa bay rays um and yeah he he was like bombing around to get home and sierra just threw like a strike to home plate and jeff mathis uh caught it and just sort of uh rugby tackled (laughs) the guy running to home and like the you know rogers center just erupted it was a great atmosphere even though you know it was basically half full because yeah it was it was well, last day of August it was, and you know, playoff hopes well gone. So it it was nowhere near being full, but I just remember that that sound when we won the game, and just because it'd been quite quiet, quiet in the stands. Um, but then as soon as we won, it was just absolutely crazy, like the noise, and I was just absolutely buzzing. Sort of, and I've been away for like getting on for twenty four hours by that point as well. So Amazing. it was just, uh, it was a really great memory, and like yeah, I can still remember it really clearly, even though it's well nine years ago now. um and, so that, yeah, and, and that's the-, the
0: joy of sport, isn't it? it you know, mm. that the, whatever sport you're watching, uh, you remember these sort of key moments. And they may not be the biggest game of the season. They may not be the most important game of the season. But I think for any sports fan going into an environment like that, uh, they're the things that stick out in your mind. And, and you know, you, you remember to tell your, your family and kids <laughs> and grandkids and whatever else happens in life, you know, years down, first time or you know I was at the game and this happened and this moment And it's have you have you been able to watch any of those games back online at all since you actually went to see them
2: yeah I think I did actually um in the first lockdown last year actually when I was started working from home I think I found the games I was at on YouTube and and stuck them on and and yeah it did take me right back and uh and and yeah like you say it's it's mad to kind of think as a as a British fan to the fact that we were there, you know it's it's kind of crazy it's yeah, it is a little bit alien, I think when it, especially that first game when I've sort of flown all that way, had such a long day, and to get there in the stadium that I've been you know watching on t v and my laptop for the last however many years, um just to be just to be there and surrounded by it all it just it feels it feels a bit mad but yeah. but amazing at the same time, yeah,
0: and what do you think of the Skydome or Roger Center, what's your take <laughs> on it? some people love it, some yeah. people say, uh, you know. Where where do you sit with
2: it? I know. Well, I know it, it's it's can be a little bit controversial for for Jays fans, but like I just love it because it, it's it's where you know it's where I fell in love with with the Jays, and yeah. yeah, because we can't go you know every every week or you know yeah. every month whatever like like some of the local fans can. I think you kind of you kind of yearn for it in a way because it's mm. it's where the Jays are. It it's just mm it is home for the blue jays whatever you think of it and uh and yeah i just love it obviously the views are amazing when the roofs open um it's just it's unlike anywhere that you can go and watch sports in the uk i think as well um obviously north american fans you know can go go to multiple ballparks and see and see games but you know when you when you're when you're British and you you're sort of relying on going on holiday or, you know, the very occasional trip over, it's it just makes it really special, I think. Mm. And uh and yeah, I, I i love it. I mean, you know, who knows what the future holds, there may be a new ballpark or, you mm. know, redevelopments, what what have you, but it'll always be um it'll always hold those special memories for me and and like a lot of a lot of us British Blue Jays fans. So uh
0: really? yeah. Yeah. No, I I totally get that. I think yeah, we we probably look at it with a with some sort of rose tinted spectacles, don't we? In terms of, our, yeah. our love. And again, it, it's that emotive moment where it's formed good memories in our lives that we look back and think that's a special place. Uh, and I think Definitely. there's been I think there's been some really yeah you know, clearly there have been some massive games there, haven't they? You know, when we're talking with Meg about the backflip game in 2015, and, yeah. You know the. I, that place must have been absolutely rocking that night, you know, when when that moment happened. And I, I think they, those sort of things are the things that makes makes sport Is it the best ballpark in North America? Probably not. I think you know we probably hand on heart have to say that. But yeah. in terms of our love for that team, I mean, it's just like Goodison. I mean, Goodison's not the best football brand yeah. in the in the UK, but for you as well, a, exactly. as, as, as an Everton <laughs> fan, it's it's the place you go and watch your team. And I think those those are great great memories so following your second trip then mm. you haven't been back since then that was no your that time. was
2: the last time that was the last time yeah I've obviously yeah really want to go back but uh yeah so w- you, one day <laughs> have you
0: dropped any hints in terms of the the forthcoming honeymoon in terms of there's a really nice place to go to that we could stay at there's a great hotel it's got a good yeah. view <laughs>
2: i'll be honest it has been mentioned but um i'm not sure it's going to be realistic uh, unfortunately but um but yeah really looking really looking forward to one day taking my kids there i've obviously not not got any kids at the moment but uh you know if we're lucky enough to have them i'd yeah i would love that to do what you did and and take your kids and and show them what it's all about that would that would be amazing so yeah yeah, one one day
0: (laughs) one day absolutely hold that thought in mind how much have you sort of followed since that that visit have you sort of followed them closely all the way through to the current days it's been year in year yeah out?
2: Um, yeah definitely um sort of you know as as I've sort of got a bit older and, and got a more sort of grown-up job it's uh you know the days of pulling all-nighters and, and watching <laughs> them um I kind of I've kind of gone but um but yeah still watch as much as I can um yep. you know we're lucky that we get get plenty of weekend sort of daytime games that we can that we can catch quite easily over here as you know yeah um, so yeah definitely catch them whenever i can and and you know during the week it, it's just a case of catching up with you know sometimes just the just the highlights um other times i'll I'll stick the game on and and watch it back um so yeah definitely definitely keeping up um yeah sort of wish wish the time zones were a little bit a little bit closer to make it a bit easier but um yeah that's, it's, that's the kind of that's the path we've chosen isn't it so uh... <laughs> t-
0: totally it was funny I was chatting to the guys on the walk-off podcast last week mm. and um they were asking me about similar sort of questions you know how do you cope with the time zone difference and I said actually for us having an eastern coast time zone is actually quite favourable you know, there's certainly yeah. we've got friends here in the UK who support West Coast teams, and for those guys, I mean, they are totally hardcore. That you know, they're not even starting yeah. the game until ten past three in the morning or whatever it is. So I think I think we've probably got off quite lightly, uh, but like you, you have to man- you have to manage life, don't you? In terms of
2: yeah, that's it. That. Uh, w-
0: what can I do? What can I do? But I think we've been quite fortunate. I think the Blue Jays have probably had a higher proportion of day games. Than a lot mm. of the East Coast teams. Uh, it's I think it's slightly changed under the shapare Atkins reign. Uh, we seem to have slightly less on a Saturday than we used to, but um, certainly for many many years, both the weekend games would be would be day games. And yeah, we very fortunate in that in that case. And if you can sneak, yeah. a, sneak a Friday late night in there as well, <laughs> then uh, yeah, it's not bad at all, really, is it?
2: Mm, yeah it could be a lot worse like so we could we could support uh oakland or san francisco or something like that and yeah, yeah just never get any sleep
0: <laughs> absolutely so just uh thinking about our uk scene in terms of the blue jays how did you find us originally or how did that connection happen
2: yeah it was it was just the facebook group i can't remember exactly how i sort of stumbled across it um whether I was just literally typing in Blue Jays UK to see if, if see if there was anything out there, but yeah, but yeah, I remember I remember stumbling across the group and and sort of getting involved. I Played in a couple of the fantasy leagues over the years, which oh, has I been see. which has right. been really fun. I'm absolutely terrible at fantasy <laughs> baseball, but so it's been it's been good fun because yeah, we had a bit of a group chat going along um, with the season, and, and yeah, that's been that's been good fun. Yeah, um, and then yeah, I think it was. I think it was this this year I set up my my Twitter account because I had a I had a Twitter account so I was following you know lots of Blue Jays stuff, mm. um, but I kind of you know wasn't really getting involved because it was like my my Twitter account was was kind of a little bit of everything I followed you know a bit of bit of Blue Jays bit of Everton right a bit of sort of music and film stuff so okay. I thought, you know, I just set up a set up a dedicated account so I can yeah. just have everything in one feed, and and that's made it really good actually. Sort of, you know, especially when a games on to to look through Twitter, and uh, again, yeah. just helps you feel a bit more a bit more connected to it. Um, so yeah, that that's that's kind of been right. it really. I've uh, I've been wanting to go to one of the meetups over the years, but um, I was going to say, have, you, have quite, you actually physically never quite aligned? <laughs>
0: yeah, have you actually physically met any of us yet? Have, have Not had yet no, yeah,
2: <laughs> no. Yeah, I feel like I know you, Steve, from all the stuff I've seen, uh right. seen online, but uh yeah, never actually sort of met met no. anyone um as yet. So I'm sure I'm sure one day we'll make that yeah. happen.
0: Did you get to the um London series at all to watch the Yankees Red Sox?
2: No, I, I really wanted to, but I think I had something on that weekend, uh, unfortunately. So when they announced they were coming back, um was it was it 2020 and, and that yeah. all got, got cancelled. I was I was planning on going to that. Um so unfortunately that, that didn't happen. So yeah, I'm really hoping that we'll we'll get some more London yeah. games. I know it's, there's been rumors uh with, with Sadiq Khan, the London Mayor sort of mm. almost confirming it, but there's not been anything official yet. So it was a um, sort of um,
0: throwaway comment, wasn't it, really?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm keeping a close eye on that. If if it does get announced, I'll definitely be trying to get tickets, um, regardless yeah. of who it is. And then yeah, I'm sure we'll be able to to meet up with a few guys there. Um, yeah. So yeah. Totally.
0: Totally. I think I think the general impression was that uh beyond obviously Red Sox and Yankees fans that were there for the game, probably Blue Jays were the next best represented team. Um yeah. so so we, we did try to do a little bit of a gathering of, of Jays fans before the game, but it was one of those sort of things you know a lot of people wanted to be in the in the stadium and see what's going on there. Mm. But we had I don't know we probably had about 20 of us or so that just gathered outside to say a quick hello and and, and then when I was walking around inside the um inside the stadium as well they you know kept bumping into people and, and stuff so there are plenty of Blue Jays fans around the place no, nobody else sort of in your neck of the woods that you're aware of
2: um I know a couple of guys from from the from the group are um so yeah when uh when we we're playing the the fancy league um I, I can't remember his name now, off the top of my head. I feel really bad, uh, but yeah, yeah, one of the one of the guys is definitely from sort of Lincoln Lincolnshire area. Okay. Um. So yeah, there's there's one or two of us knocking about. I think.
0: <laughs> Brilliant. Well done. Well, we had a few uh, guys down here in Bournemouth that I that I know. So one one evening, we mm. there's a little Canadian bar uh, not too far away from here. So we went down one evening and uh, took the iPad with us and just had a beer together <laughs> and, and and watched one of the games. So, so it's always good fun to try and catch up with some other fans um who have a similar
1: interest 7 p.m first pitch in toronto midnight first pitch in london we're blue jays fans uk and we stay up late you're listening to red white and blue jays just thinking about then this current year
0: how do you feel now having sort of got so close but not quite over the line what's your reflections on 2021
2: yeah, I think um, obviously, like I say, it was really disappointing not to quite make the playoffs. Missing out on one one game, one win is is was a little bit tough to take. But I think looking back on it, I I see it, see it as a really just positive season overall. Um, I really enjoyed watching this team. You know the energy that they bring. You know some really really great young players who who were watching sort of develop in front of our eyes and. And just there was just a really good atmosphere around the team. it seemed um obviously the home run jacket was was just incredible brought a lot of joy and that yeah. that was I think I tweeted out um over the summer saying it's one of my favorite things in sport it's just i just, i don't know just thought about it just put a smile on my face it was just brilliant um, and I think it sort of summed up the attitude of, of a lot of those those young guys um mm. who are just having fun, and you can tell and Watching a team with players like that who are are clearly enjoying themselves, having a good time, you can't help but not um, sort of relate to that and and enjoy Mm -hmm. watching that. And that to me is the overriding feeling this season. It was just a lot of fun. Um, And that's to me what sport is all about. Yeah, we didn't quite make the playoffs. And, you know, any number of things could have gone slightly differently and, and changed that. You know, Springer could have stayed healthy a little bit more. And, um, you know, there was a lot of games that we seemed to grasp defeat from the jaws of victory. There was yeah. you know, a couple of high profile errors that could have could have won us won us that extra game. But I think, you know, I don't get too caught up on that. I think, you know, it, it's it's about the it's about the journey in a way. Um, I know it's a bit of a cliche, it's, but you're not, you're not going to win the World Series every year. You're not going to make the playoffs mm-hmm. every year. But if you've got a team that are, that are winning more games and losing, they're having a good time. Yeah. They're, they're bringing it every day I think you know you've got to be yeah. happy with that as a totally. fan because you know we've seen some we've seen some teams that definitely weren't doing that so yeah. what, <laughs> in, what was it? 2012 what, for example <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly what was um what was your expectation for the year we, did you think that we had a, a chance of the playoffs that you still sort of it's a rebuilding year and we you know we might be close but maybe not quite on the pace yet
2: yeah it it was hard to hard to know what to predict really with obviously last last year 2020 with the with the shortened season and the expanded playoffs that we managed to to squeak into um so I think that it that kind of made it a bit more difficult to predict because it was like well we we already got to the playoffs but then obviously it's it's back to the normal system this year so you know <laughs> did it sort of inflate our expectations a little bit because we'd mm-hmm. got there last season I, I'm not sure um so yeah I thought we I thought we had a chance I thought we had a chance but um yeah I I I still see it very much as a team that's that's improving you know Mm. you know Vladdy's what is he only he's 22 or something he's he's still so young um there's still a lot of development to come for a lot of these guys um so yeah I just I just thought as a a season where if we can if we can build on last season it would be successful and I think you know, unquestionably we did that. Um when you when you look at our record and, and you look at what some of the guys did. Um, you know, Vladdy and Bo were just incredible. Um so it was great to see them sort of developing and having a full sort of season in the big leagues. Mm. Um so yeah, I think you can only really take the positives, to be honest. Um, and that's certainly what what I do when I look back on on 2021.
0: Yeah, I think that's very wise words. I think there there are so many players that had stellar seasons that you know, you can't help but be positive. And as I mm. sort of reflected on other conversations that next year we've got so many of these players coming back and we know they're coming back. So, you know, the main group is going to be there. Obviously, we've got the, the debates with the, the Robbie Rays and the Marcus Simmons <laughs> yeah. at the moment. Uh, where, where do you land on those two guys?
2: Yeah, I mean, I've been flip-flopping. I know that the sort of the classic question is which which one would you go for if uh, if you can only have one? And yeah, I've definitely been flip-flopping between that one. I think, you know, Marcus, what he did last year was just incredible. You know, it was announced yesterday that he's won the gold glove. Mm. Um, so his defensive work was amazing at second base when he didn't even want to play there, which is pretty mad. Nice. And obviously beat the it. home yeah, and then beat the home run record just for good measure. So I mean, you know, players like that don't sort of land on your team all that often. So, you know, if the chance was there to re-sign him, um, I I think, you know, you just gotta go for it. Um but then at the same time, Robbie Ray, you know, absolutely incredible season as well, and you can never really have too much quality starting pitching. And I think, yeah, getting him back would would be would be pretty ace as well. So, I'm I'm gonna do a classic sit on the fence and say that if we could, if we can bring either of them back, I'd be delighted. Um, I don't I don't know how realistic that is at at the moment. I think you know the, the feeling was a bit more optimistic. Um, when the season finished I think you know the the sort of the the uh the sort of feeling now is that you know they they may be a little bit a little bit too expensive but I'll leave that for the for the experts to decide Um, and and just know that yeah I'd love it if if either of them came back
0: yeah totally I think I think you know (laughs) they'd be on anybody's starting lineup wouldn't they but it will be all down to the the pounds, shillings, and pence um, of, of how, how much they're worth, and yeah, I think it'd, it'd be fascinating just to see how that how that one um, plays out.
2: As long it's, as I don't go to the Yankees or Red Sox.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. I think, that's, well, certainly Simeon's talked about, hasn't he, about going back to the West Coast? That that mm. that's
2: clearly, you know, the Bay
0: Area is is where he grew up and where he'd love to be. Um, yeah. But he's also said, you know, he'd love to be back at the Jays. So I think, you know, he's probably emotionally quite is as, as much as the, yeah. as the con- contract value of actually he's really enjoyed playing on this team um, mm.
2: and i think so. i think he I think he enjoyed that sort of mentorship role that he took on as well, didn't he I know bo mm. certainly at the end of the season was was really glowing about how he talked about Marcus and mm. um I think that's sort of one aspect of it that we can't really see all the time as fans that's sort of mm. the the role they play in the clubhouse and and the role they have in sort of influencing particularly the young players so mm. So, yeah, it depends, I guess, how much he values that as well. Um, sure. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Time, time will tell. <laughs> Indeed.
0: As, as you're the first guest post the World Series being completed, and obviously mm. the Braves have been crowned champions, how does it feel to be supporting a team that won 91 games and didn't make this postseason, <laughs> and the World Series champs winning 88, and there they are with the trophy in the cabinet?
2: Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. I mean, I don't begrudge the Braves though. I mean, obviously coming up against the Astros, I think, uh for the for the sort of neutrals, uh, there was only one one team we really wanted to see that see winning. Um so pleased for the Braves. Um yeah, I think I think it was more at the end of the season for me, um, comparing our records to other teams that had got into the playoffs. It was it was a little bit tough to take, but you kind of just have to accept it, don't you? It's the way, it's the, way the leagues are set up. Um, we just happen to be in, in the AL East, which is, which is tough every year. Um, we, we know that. So, you know, we know that we have to put together a really, a really fantastic season to get into the playoffs. And we were very, very close this year. And just just weren't, just weren't quite good enough. Um, yeah. So I think you just have to take it on the chin and, uh, and look to next year.
0: Yeah. So where, where, where are we going to finish next year? <laughs> on, let's, uh, let's predictions say, now. Let's be let's be bold.
2: Where,
0: where I mean, you, where do you think it's going to land?
2: I'm a bit of an optimist, so I'm going to say we're going to we're going to win the A. least. We're going to finish top. Good man. Whether <laughs> like, whether, like that's, that whether that's realistic or not, but you've got to go into If you don't go into the season thinking you're going to win the whole thing, I mean, you know, you yeah. might as well give up. So yeah, we're going we're going all the way next year. <laughs>
0: yeah, to- totally. I, I, I'm right with you. I think uh, everything's teed up for. What should be an exceptional year, I think, in the big grand scheme of things, in terms of what the the Jays front office are trying to do, twenty twenty two was was the sort of pitching point where they thought this whole team would would come together. I think if they make some good trades over the um, the, the winter season. We have every chance. And I I honestly think if we got through to that wildcard game, we had every chance this year of going through. In terms of just how it all played out and how teams played, I think we had an absolute fighting chance to have have got there. So we've got to be positive for for next season. I'm
1: totally with you. You're listening to Red, White and Blue Jays, the podcast of Blue Jays Fans UK. Okay, we're going to just do a few, couple of fun
0: things to sort of come towards the end of our time. What's your favourite piece of merch that you've got then over the couple of visits that you've had, or um, perhaps <laughs> things you've you've bought online? What what, what do you treasure the most?
2: Um, wow, well, well, I've got you know a few, couple of jerseys, and I have got a, a hoodie that I, I got on my um, my twenty twelve trip, which has probably been my most worn item. I, I sort of pretty much live in that, um, so I like that. Um on well, um, my 2012 t- trip as well, I got a, a program signed by Pat Hanken. Oh wow. So that's uh yeah, oh, that's, so that's definitely cool. my Yeah, that's definitely my most sort of How did that prized happen? Blue Jays possession. Um well it was it was one of the afternoon games in the weekend. Um and I got down there early, it was a nice sunny day, and there was batting practice on, so I was just sort of knocking about uh having having a look, and I saw this sort of commotion down um down on like third base side. Um, sort of wandered over, see what's going on, and and yeah, there was there, was, there was Pat Hankin just signing autographs. I was like, well, this seems like a, a too good an opportunity to miss. So uh, yeah, just went down and and, and grabbed his wow. autograph. He's he's you know a really nice guy, and yeah, you know obviously an absolute legend um, for the Jays. So yeah, you know to be able to that's to say amazing. I met someone like that and and got his autograph was was pretty special. Yeah, so that's definitely um, my prized prized uh, Blue Jays possession for is sure. That,
0: have you got it hanging up in a frame somewhere?
2: I've not actually. It's uh, it's just on my on my bookcase. I've got a little a little Blue Jays section on yeah. on there. So it's so it's Perfect. just on there at the moment.
0: <laughs> That's a very very cool thing. Okay, uh, you you would have heard me done this with 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 others. Uh, we're going to just throw you my sort of top ten. Just quick answers. Don't don't need anything yeah. too 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 clever. Uh, your, your favorite player from 2021.
2: Uh, I mean, I'm going to go for the boring answer, but it's got to be it's got to be Vladdy. I mean. Yeah, just the joy he plays with and just, you know, the season he's put together and and seeing him, seeing him progress. uh, Yeah, it's got to be Vladdy.
0: Great. Your favourite player of all time? Blue Jays player, that is?
2: Yeah, I mean, again, I'm sort of going to be really boring and say Jose Bautista. Uh, Like I said earlier, he's the guy who sort of really drew me back in and and got me to be a fully fledged, fully fledged fan, which is not... Mm particularly easy to say um, <laughs> but i'll i'll say um i'll say brandon morrow as well i really love i really love watching him pitch um so i'll give him a, an honorable shout out as well
0: excellent uh, great and <laughs> your, your favorite non-jays player
2: i guess this depends on whether we're classing current players who don't Play for the Blue Jays, uh, in which case Josh Donaldson. <laughs> okay. But if we're if we're talking if we're talking players who've never played for the Blue Jays, then uh, I'll probably say Miggy Miguel Cabrera. I really yep. admire what he's done in the game and sort of seeing him get his his 500th home run at Rogers yeah. Center this this year, yeah. even though it came in a, in a loss yeah. for the Jays because it was it was that sort of tricky August period, wasn't it? Um, but it, I think it was quite yeah. Don't mention don't mention August. Don't, don't mention um, August. <laughs> yeah, but I think it was quite cool that he did it against the Jays. I, I kind of, I kind of yeah. quite like that for some reason. So yeah, yeah no, I, I
0: I think that's a fair fair comment. I think everybody uh, acknowledged, you know, on the day, didn't they, in terms of the the milestone? But I think just reflecting that, you know, what a credit he's been to baseball. So I think I think that's yeah. a, that's a and great. He's
2: been he's been show. playing for literally. As long as I've known what baseball is, basically, Mickey's been playing. So yeah. you know his yeah, longevity yeah. as well is just is just amazing.
0: Yeah, brilliant answer. Your favorite ballpark then away from uh, Rogers' stroke Skydome?
2: <laughs> well, I've only I've been to one other. I've been to I've been to San Francisco. It was AT and T Park back then, um, Oracle Park these days. But um, yeah, it's an absolutely beautiful, beautiful place to watch a game. Um, you know overlooking the the bay the San Francisco bay and yeah I saw a a sort of nighttime game there so the sun was literally sort of setting as the game was game was on Um, and yeah it was a really a really good experience um yeah so yeah I'll say San Francisco
0: yeah you didn't fancy getting a kayak and sort of Circling out in the bay, waiting for the, <laughs> those home run balls to come flying over the stands.
2: Yeah, no, it was it was tempting, but uh, yeah, I I sort of stuck stuck to my seat and and enjoyed the game from there instead. <laughs> Very good.
0: <laughs> Favorite baseball food?
2: Well, this is a tricky one for me because I'm actually I've actually got celiac disease, so uh, so a lot of the a lot of the traditional ballpark foods like hot dogs are not on the menu for me, unfortunately. Mm. Um, but I've had sort of popcorn or nachos when I've been at the game. So okay. I'll, say, I'll say nachos. Excellent. excellent.
0: Yeah, my, <laughs> my youngest daughter's just been diagnosed with that as well. So we're, we're just in the world of trying to understand what she can have, what she can't have. So, Oh, like, wow. To, yeah, uh, yeah. Good luck
2: with that. And if you need any advice, yeah, uh, no, a, I, I, might, a <laughs> I might be
0: you a, I might be giving you a call on that one.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, Favourite drink at a board game?
2: um well again the the whole celiac thing has meant I've never been able to enjoy a beer at the mm. ballpark which is which is unfortunate um, you can get gluten free beer, but uh not at sporting uh, events typically um so honestly, I think the only thing I've ever actually drunk at the ballpark is is water um <laughs> so as, as boring as that is I'll have to say that no,
0: That's 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 fine, not a problem at all. day game or night game
2: ooh, that is a tricky one, obviously. In terms of watching from the uk, it's going to be day game all the way um to make it easier for us us to watch it over here um, but I've had great experiences at both um because yeah during my, my my games that I've been to it's've I've seen both you know day games with the sunshine in, which is which is lovely, um but also some some great night games, um, like I said, that first game of my trip in 2012 it was it was a really sort of balmy night, so the roof was open, it was a nighttime game. You know, CN Tower was lit up, which looked looked amazing. Um, but overall, I will say day game <laughs> after again. that little. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, your favourite Jay's jersey colour?
2: Um, I'll say I think probably the the royal blue that I'm wearing at the moment um, mm-hmm. is probably my favourite. I do like the new blue, but um, this one's sort of close to Everton colour, so it's you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll you say to that. Stick with
0: it. Yeah, you got to stick with yeah. it. <laughs> uh, best jersey number
2: uh i think probably 23 it's a bit of a bit of a lucky number of mine and uh and my boy brandon uh wore it back in the day as well so uh yeah i'll say i'll say 23
0: 23 very good and finally roof open or roof closed
2: well again i've seen i've seen both i've seen it open i've seen it closed i've also seen it stuck halfway <laughs> which was an experience <laughs> when uh this was the last game of my trip in 2012 and uh we were getting absolutely battered by the Orioles, so you know things are going bad when when that's happening. Yeah, that's not and pretty sight. Um, yeah, I think we ended up losing 12 nothing. Um, and we had Carlos Villan- Villanueva, whose name I can barely pronounce. He was our starting pitcher on the night, and uh, I just have this this memory of him on the pitcher mound, looking up as the ro- as the roof is stuck and he's getting rained on like the the rain is just pouring down and it was somehow some kind of it felt like a metaphor for the season somehow right, um, right. so uh, yeah i got that sort of forever imprinted in my mind as well um but yeah roof open all the way is is my preferred roof status i would say <laughs>
0: excellent david it's been so much fun talking to you i've loved listening to your stories i i, I love your passion and your enthusiasm is just uh infectious so thank you so much for um for spending the time to to come on i know we've uh, we've had a couple of misses in terms of just trying to catch <laughs> up um, mainly because of me not you uh, but i really do appreciate uh, your time just tell no us worries. Um, thanks
2: thanks so much it's been great
0: oh uh, no pleasure um just give us a couple of your social handles just so people know where to find you
2: yeah, so on Twitter, I'm at Blue Jays Brit um, for my occasional uh, Blue Jays tweets. So I, I tend to sort of follow more than more than tweet, but that's where I'm at. Um, and if anyone listening is actually gluten free or celiac, I do have a, a gluten free account where I'm at the Celiac Man on uh, Twitter and uh, Instagram and Facebook as well. So if anyone's interested in that, um, give me a follow on there too.
0: Definitely, I'm going to be doing that as soon as we finish. Uh, that, that's
2: that's a brilliant, <laughs>
0: brilliant tip. Thanks so much for spending some time this evening. Really really enjoyed talking to you. Guys, if there are any of you who've listened to David tonight and uh, have just thought, I've got some great stories that I'd love to come and chat about and just share experiences of your enjoyment of watching the Blue Jays. Uh, then please uh, get in touch with me. Uh, You'll hear all the contact details in a moment as we finish. But uh, for now, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for finding us. If you can uh, subscribe or maybe even write a little review, I know a couple of people have already contacted me saying how much they've enjoyed it thus far. If you could do that, then that just helps get the word out a little bit more. But we'll look forward to catching up with you next time. Uh, But for now, David, thanks so much.
1: And we'll see you soon. Cheers, Dave. Thank you. The Red, White, and Blue Jays podcast is a production of Blue Jays Fans UK. If you've got a Blue Jays story to share, let us know. Email us at BlueJaysFansUK at gmail.com. And follow along on Twitter and Instagram at BlueJaysFansUK. I'm your announcer, Jim Langton. Thanks for listening.